Hi guys, welcome back to Giant Talk, the world's first OKR podcast in partnership with Koan, the dedicated OKR platform. And today I'm delighted to be joined by Fulu Okonade. Apologies if I've got that wrong, but I try my best of Hello Tractor. Uh, Fulu leads the OKR process at Hello Tractor, and today he'll be discussing how OKRs have helped um, have been implemented at their small business and also what challenges they still face when it comes to OKRs. So welcome, Folu. Welcome to Giant Talk. I'm delighted to have you with us today. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself, please? Yourself, Hello Tractor, and your current role within the organization. Sure. Thanks, Jenny. Happy to be on. Um, and you did get my name right, so thanks. Uh, <laughs> so yes, my name is Folu Okanade. <clears throat> I'm the COO at, at Hello Tractor. I've been in this role for about two years now. Um, Hello Tractor, for those who are unfamiliar, we are a, a platform that connects um, tractor owners with um, smallholder farmers that are in need of, of tractor services. Um, so we we operate in uh, out of 13 countries in, in Africa and three in Asia. Um, we have our technology solution present there. Um, our offices are based in both Nigeria and Kenya, and I'm currently based in Kenya. I love that when we spoke in our pre-kind of recording chat as well, that you said it's like the Uber for tractors. And I just love that, that way of thinking about it. It's great. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it, it, in one sense, uh, it is a platform that um, you know, connects uh, on-demand uh, services for farmers. Um, so we get uh, compared often to uh, as, as, the, as the Uber of tractors. Yeah, it's cool. Um, and I love, the, I love the brand name as well. I think Hello Tractor is great. Um, so OKRs were introduced at Hello Tractor in 2018. But what were the main reasons behind introducing them? Yeah, so um, one of the main reasons was really to just start aligning um, the, the team on uh, the key goals um, and, and, and key direction of, of, of the organization. Um, I think... Uh, uh, Corporate communication started to, to be part of the, the um, some, some key um, uh, objectives of, of, of the company. We had actually just opened up our um, Kenya office in 2018, so now we had a distributed team. Um, so we wanted to make sure that you know the management couldn't be at at, at at both places or all places all the time. So it was <clears throat> it was really critical to make sure that um, staff still felt um, engaged. They knew that what they were working on was. Um, was aligned with um, the core objectives of, of, of the company um, and, and really the, you know, for them to understand kind of how they were performing against the goals that were um, set uh, by, by them and as well as uh, by, by management. So it was really to, to align uh, a distributed team um, along with uh, a core set of company goals and objectives. Great. And I know when we spoke, you mentioned that kind of when they were first introduced, people maybe felt like they were almost a performance re review and maybe a stick to beat people with in some ways. So how did you go about changing the OKR process and kind of what steps did you take to make it better? Yeah, no, it, you know, it's part of the, the OKR journey, right? So, you know, yeah. the, the way we started it, um, you know, because we're a small agile team, um, you know, we didn't want to have too many uh, forums and too many meetings where, you know, we were talking about performance uh, uh, KPIs and, 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 and OKRs. Um, so we thought OKRs to be kind of the best tool for um, really aligning people's uh, goals and objectives on a quarterly basis. Um, but, but I think that uh, at least from the feedback that I received when I first uh, joined, 
um, you know, the OKR started feeling more uh, as a kind of a, a, a one directional um, a stick as you would in mm-hmm. kind of a performance review, right? Um, that at that point we'd also tied in with um, kind of bonuses and uh, and compensation, um, you know, and so it, it it made people kind of tense when they were having these OKR meetings, right? Um, and, and and I witnessed that as well when I first joined. And one of the things that I said about changing was uh, to make it more of a conversation. Um, I'd love to do it more 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 frequently. And unfortunately, uh, because of just lack of capacity, we still do it uh, on a quarterly basis. Um, but um, but we've put in some some other things that that allows folks to to review their um, OKRs more more regularly. Um, but yeah, so I wanted to really make it more of a conversation. I wanted to make it two sided, but. Um, even really, um, you know, uh, 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 driven by the employee, um, and 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 so now we talk about OKRs, and and uh, you know, my goal is to remain largely silent um, and, and hear what what their um, you know what their goals are for the quarter. Um, obviously, prior to that, we make sure that we set the organization and leadership objectives, mm-hmm. and so they already know that ahead of time, and so they're able to kind of shape their their goals and expectations there as well. So it's been a really good transition to to watch employees kind of take ownership of um, what their goals for the quarter um, um, goals are, right? Um, and 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 see that. And I think the other thing that has really helped is to provide that transparency and that linkage between what the organization is doing and what are our key objectives and strategies um, and, and individually from a day-to-day perspective, what the employee is working on. Um, so that transparency and the, the alignment to the company's, company's strategy and, uh, and, and goals has really been key for us. Great. And I know one thing you mentioned when we had our chat was about the kind of change management language within the company and almost like the language needed to change around OKRs. So maybe teams were calling OKRs KPIs and there was a bit of confusion there. So I think we mentioned there's a lot of clarity around that and that's helping to move the process forward for you as well. No, absolutely. And change management, I come from, uh, you know, 13 years at, um, at, a, at a consulting firm and we did a lot of change management. Um, so that, that's something that, that's always evolving. Um, but language is, is a key component to that. So really getting people away from uh, calling it KPIs or calling the performance review and really seen as a conversation. We've even, like I, mentioned, like I alluded to earlier, um, we've moved to the point where the employee is really leading the conversation, mm-hmm. right? They're, they're sharing their screens. They're showing me what they've done. Um, less about, um, you know, did you do this? Why didn't you do it? And, and how do you get punished for not doing it? <laughs> yeah, less about a task list and like what's the projects that can help us move the needle on these objectives. Yeah, exactly. great. Um, I know in our chat, you mentioned that there was a heavy performance system in place. Kind of what do you mean by this? And how did it, I guess, how did OKRs change that heavy performance system? Yeah, I mean it's it's a it's a tough kind of balancing act, right? Because you do want to have some level of, of performance um, review and performance systems in place. Definitely. Um, but again, like I said, you don't want to kind of overload um, a small lean team that's already working their asses off. Um, yeah. A performance system as well as an OKR system, right? So, um, you know, it was heavy in the sense of. Um, you know, there were goals that we were calling OKRs, but they were really kind of top-down driven goals uh, for each of the the teams and each of the employees. 
Um, and there were clearly, you know, metrics tied to those goals and, um, you know, either awards um, or, um, or some consequences tied to not meeting those, those, those goals. So it was kind of your typical, you know, top heavy uh, uh, performance system. I think the way that, we, <clears throat> that we've changed those now is we really try to treat OKRs as OKRs. There's still obviously, you know, it's not nine days, so there's still some, um, there's still going to be some tie-in with um, with the performance. Generally, you know, uh, most of what we work on is as a small startup, um, our, is strategic. Um, most people are working on those strategic goals, um, and so so uh, organically, your performance overall is tied to how how you do on the OKRs, and so we can't really divorce that too much. Um, but like I said earlier, we really try not to look at it as, as a stick. We have other kind of performance type meetings that we do um, with the management team, but the OKR is, is really set apart for the employee, employee to, to reflect on the last quarter um, um, and, and, and what was accomplished then to look at the next quarter vis-a-vis uh, -vis, um, the, the, the overall company objectives um, and how they can tie into that and how they can line that and how they can move that needle forward. Yeah, I think that's something that we definitely advocate at um, Derby Giants is the fact that the OKRs have got to be part of the performance discussion. But if someone's not met a stretch goal, that shouldn't necessarily be because they've not worked hard. So it's just got to be part of the discussion rather than actually meeting the target, whether they get a, a bonus, for example, um, or whether they've done well. So I completely kind of agree with you on that front. Um, so I want to just loop back to something you've mentioned a couple of times now that you're running your OKRs on a quarterly review. Um, and I know you said this partly because of duplication on check-ins when we chatted. You mentioned that your tech teams already run daily stand-ups. And so the OKR check-in felt like a duplication. So how do you plan to kind of change that? Have you got any plans in the process to kind of um, overcome this in the future? Yeah, so one of the really um, awesome uh, uh, tools that we use as part of the kind of OKR process is, is the reflections. Um, and, and we've tried to do the, the, the weekly ref reflections where we're going through a bit of a, of a change with that um, at the moment. Um, but, uh, you know, the adoption out of the gate was, was a little bit, uh, you know, high or acceptable. Uh, but then it started declining. One of the reasons that it was declining was because of this overlap with some of the other existing processes that we had, right? So, um, you know, trying to, to keep it as lean as possible and not overload people to, uh, with repetitive activities, right? So we have daily stand-ups, for example, within the tech team um, where they, you know, they, they write about what they're working on and how that's going, if there's any blockers. Um, similar questions as what, um, you know, we ask in the, in the weekly reflections as well. Um, and so one of the things that we just try to do is, is see where we can, uh, you know, merge some of those activities, right? Um, and and um, we'll, I guess we'll, we'll talk about Cone uh, a little bit later, but uh, the Cone team has been really uh, uh, receptive uh, to feedback and, um, you know, kind of learning how our processes, processes are um, and, and trying to help um, you know, fit some of the some of the features that they were developing into into what works for for a lot of teams. Um, I think luckily uh, our 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 feedback is not much different from other other companies, and mm -hmm. so it, I'd like to think that they were doing it because of me. But um, <laughs> I'm sure, uh, I'm sure other other teams had had similar uh, feedback. So you know, so for example, we've been able to align kind of our, our retrospective, which we do at the end of um, each sprint every two weeks. 
um, with the uh, with the reflections on, um, uh, on on the cone tool that we use. Um, you know, and, and so instead of having employees kind of fill both both of the you know, both of the forms, uh, you know, we, we can align the questions there so so that at, at the um, the output um, is something that's that's rich enough for us to take action on, mm-hmm. um, but that's also um, gives us the the, the detail that we uh, or gives the employee the details they need to reflect on what's been done and where to go from there. Cohen is a purpose-built solution for managing your OKRs helps your team achieve their objectives and key results, helps them get aligned, and it helps them stay engaged. Shared spreadsheets simply don't scale when you're using OKRs properly, and you're not going to have a maximum impact with them. But with Coant, you can scale your OKRs right across your entire company, keeping your team super motivated and moving everybody in the right direction. Roger, what's one of your favorite features about Coan? So the thing that I really love about Coan and have done ever since uh, I first saw it was how it really puts the conversation around OKRs at the heart of the system and it really helps stimulate that, which obviously brings really good collaboration. You know, they've got this uh, reflections feature which uh, helps uh, individuals really prepare for the uh, the team conversation which is going to come up where the collaboration is going to take place so I, 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 that would definitely be the thing for me which is the the killer feature of the system yeah and I think that that kind of cadence of reflection is really important and something that we almost advocate people getting involved with before they even necessarily set OKRs so if they're having a reflection cadence every week and kind of testing and learning and adapting from that reflection then that kind of gets them into the way of thinking about OKRs as well before they maybe set their own um so I think yeah, that's really like, sorry yeah. so I was gonna say it's kind of like writing in your diary I've, I've really yeah. I've, I've always at, uh, I've tried to pick it up so many times, but I've really been before at, at, at uh, doing, you know, keeping up with the diary. Um, but for those who, who are, you know, used to it, it really is um, that kind of digital diary of, um, yeah. you know, how you're progressing. Um, what I've found is that for people that do kind of keep it, um, uh, or at least try to keep keep up with with the reflections, it really helps the, the quarterly meetings go more much more smoothly because you can just pull that up and kind of see how you've done against each of the goals, um, you know, week over week. Um, you know, it doesn't take you as much time to kind of look back and think, okay, what happened three months ago, and how mm-hmm. did I feel? That? Um, so you're able to kind of track that um, more systematically. And I guess with being kind of a startup business like yourselves, where everyone's kind of pitching in and helping, I guess, to remember kind of what went on last week might be quite difficult. So a kind of a couple of weeks down the line might be more difficult for people. So like you say, I think it's a really good habit for people to get into. Um, you mentioned Coan. <laughs> um, I know you use the Coan system to manage the OKR process for Hello Tractor. So, how do you? Um, we something we get asked regularly is, do I need a system? Can I use spreadsheets? So, I just wanted to ask you really how kind of using a specific OKR system in your case, Coan, has helped with the OKR implementation. Yeah, no, absolutely. So we we started with spreadsheet. My go-to is always I'm an Excel guy, so my go-to is always a spreadsheet. Um, and, and like I said, it, it, it helps, um, in one sense of the word, right. It helps to track the, 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 the objectives and key results. Um, I think where, where it fell short was one in the transparency side, um, and also the accessibility, um, of, uh, of employees to really be able to interact with the tools. It was very static. 
Um, and so we set about kind of looking for um, a tool that would bring about um, the, the right level of transparency, would engender the, the, the adoption of uh, or the culture of really thinking through your, your objectives, not just on a quarterly basis, but even more regularly with, with reflections. Um, and so we, we looked at different um, different tools that were out there and, and Cone actually just made them the, the, the most sense. Um, I think like us, they're a startup as well. So they were really flexible that, you know, they're, they, um, they inspired me because I always, I see an update almost weekly, if not more often. And so, you know, I'm thinking for our product, we should also be um, <laughs> on, on a weekly basis. Right. So, um, but, uh, super, um, uh, flexible and, and, and accessible team, um, which, which was really, really nice. Um, and the product was light, right. So it wasn't, didn't feel heavy. It didn't feel like the, the adoption would be. Um, uh, would be too great, right? And that's something that I'm constantly looking at is that we introduce uh, new tools all the time. Um, we want to make sure that um, you know, it's something that actually fits into um, what people generally are doing or that where the adoption is not going to be too much of a heavy lift. Um, and so what it was able to provide is, you know, it, it actually brought structure, not just to the employees, but to the management team, mm -hmm. because we had to sit down at the beginning of each quarter or the end of the, the previous quarter um, to do our own reflections before, you know, before we even start opening it up to the, to the team. Um, and, and likewise, also do it on a yearly basis as well to, to say, okay, what are, what are our company goals and objectives? Um, what are some of the key results that we're going to be looking out for? Um, and then you can start kind of filtering that down into teams um, and, and, and what and how they should align to those kind of overarching goals. Um, so that linkage was super important. I love that the tree Mm -hmm. um, uh, view within, within Cohen. I'm sure other, other tools have it as well, but, um, it's so critical to kind of see, you know, there's no kind of standalone, uh, you know, objectives out there. Nothing is floating in, in space. Um, it's all tied to the, the, um, the, the overall company objectives, which is tied to the success, um, of, of the company overall. Great. Um, yeah. Like we hear that a lot about, obviously we've got a lot of kind of clients that are working with Koan and other systems as well and we can really see the benefit of having a dedicated system so like you say the transparency it gives you the linkage kind of the reminders that all the systems give you for your reflections and things like that are really important um so what's next for OKRs at Hello Tractor? Um, well I've, I've talked several times about adoption right um, yeah I we're still, we're still not there yet um, when it comes to, obviously, the the quarterly meetings are happening because I make them happen. Um, but uh, but in terms of really utilizing the full um, uh, feature set of, of, of Cohen, right, um, getting people to, to put in their reflections, uh, making sure that within the teams, when we do ret retrospectives, um, you know, if we're not doing it in Cone, we're at least um, uh, uh, linking the systems, um, whether from a, um, you know, whether, whether from a technology perspective or just um, just making sure that um, you know the the, uh, the the objectives that are in Cone are aligned to kind of the um, the retrospectives that we're running, right? So so really just just embedding the OKR process into other processes as a company. Um, I think that's going to be critical. So, you know, we're going to be looking at, um, at, at increasing and improving our adoption, adoption rates over the next two quarters. Um, the other thing is, um, you know, even with our kind of small, small team, I still run most of the quarterly um, mm -hmm. uh, OKR meetings. 
Um, and so really looking to, to build in a structure where there's uh, kind of a team accountability for each of the, um, for each of the, the, the team objectives um, so that the, we can kind of decentralize um, the OKR sessions, right? Um, like I said, the, the reflections are happening, the team standups are happening, the, the retrospectives are happening, um, but I'd love the, the kind of OKR sessions to be happening within the teams and the teams that are really having, um, taking ownership of that um, as well. So, so looking to build that into the org structure. Great. Sounds, sounds positive next steps for HelloTractor anyway in the process. So we've probably got a lot of listeners listening to this episode that they're in a similar position to you. They may be in a small business or a startup. They may have just started with their OKR journey or they may be thinking about implementing OKRs. So do you have any words of advice for some other small businesses who are looking to introduce them? Just do it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if I can steal that term. Uh, <laughs> So one one of the things that really helped me at least and um, uh, and and the management team is um, we all read Measure What Matters uh, mm-hmm. by John Moore, mm-hmm. um, which is such a good baseline for understanding OKRs. Uh, like I said, I come from the consulting world where performance management and performance systems was such a big thing. I mean, it, it just kind of consumed your life for, for a bit of, of time there. Quite an expensive um, undertaking. So really, um, you know, divorcing my mind from that system into an OKR system, and, you know, needed a, a lot of work. <laughs> and, and, and the book really helped structure, um, uh, uh, put that into, into, into a neat structure. So lots of lessons in that. And then there's other books out there as well, but that's the one that as a management team, we read to really kind of understand the, you know, what, how we should be uh, rolling out OKRs. Um, so definitely I recommend, um, you know, doing some research, reading that book or other books, um, you know, and then just starting, starting with the sessions, um, uh, obviously, uh, the tool is great, but, um, depending on, on, on budget or, yeah. um, you know, where you are as a company, um, again, it's, it's, uh, Excel is, is an okay place to start as well. Um, uh, it doesn't fit all the needs, but at least it's a, it's a, it's a starting point. Um, so, you know, start somewhere, um, you know, and, and, uh, take a listen to the books, the blogs, there's endless amounts of material out there. Um, uh, definitely take, uh, take advantage of them. Yeah. And I think like you said there, I think it's important to do your reading around it. So go out, look at all the blogs that are available, the podcasts, the download guides, all those kind of things and gather as much information together as possible. I also like what you said about just do it. You're probably not going to get OKRs right first time. You might even not get them right third, fourth, fifth time. It's all about that kind of trying it learning from it and then adapting to make it better as you go through the process so completely agree kind of just do it and um we won't we won't (laughs) we won't try and trademark that phrase by any means (laughs) um that's great follow thank you so much for joining me today i hope you've enjoyed the chat i think it's been really useful to kind of for our listeners that may be in a similar situation to you and looking to roll okrs out into a small business so thank you for sharing your wisdom with me today um that's all right as always if you've got any feedback on the episode or you'd like to leave us a review pop onto your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review on there that'd be great and we look forward to seeing you next time for another episode of giant talk